Wait, shit. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 237. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally. I officially have a new microphone. I think this should be dubbed the Sounding Crisp episode. I sound, I'm assuming, mm. I don't know yet, I sound a thousand times better. I'll be honest, I don't know if I love hearing myself talk, Jared talked me, into putting my headphone jack into the back of the microphone. Beautiful thing. If you're on radio, you know why. I know, I know. I haven't done this in a while. Get used to it. And I, and I, I didn't like it before. I don't even know how to turn myself down. I'm screwing my own ear. But anyway, Couch Guys Sports Podcast. Uh, so we're here in, in, you know, this is the I Officially Sound Crisp podcast again after not having a microphone for, what, a month, two months, whatever it was. Close to it, yeah. But it's also me taking a victory lap because I was told all week, not just, not just by, honestly, not even really by Jared, but by several people. I was, I was telling multiple people, hey, take a look at the way that Vegas is moving this line. The public at one point, I don't know if this is how it ended, but the public at one point was at 71% in favor of the Patriots. 71%. That was at them at plus 110. And I don't know if that was spread. I don't know if that was money line, whatever. But the Patriots are, were at plus 110. And then suddenly... Vegas was like, you know what? I'm going to move the odds from plus 110 to plus 120. Now, if Vegas was acting regularly, they would take that plus 110, maybe move it down to 100, maybe maybe 105, whatever it was, move it down so then they could get more people to bet the Colts, balance it out a little bit. But they were like, no, hold on. We know the Colts are going to win this football game. Let's move this up to plus 120 and get more people to bet the Patriots. Got your boy Nick Quags to do it. Told I, But I told you, and I told multiple people when I was betting this game, hey, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about this game. I don't feel good about betting this game for the Patriots, but I can't bet against the Patriots tonight. I was also drinking, so I was going to be more upset if, well, you know what, if the Patriots lost and whatever, whatever. Uh, But all I'm saying is I knew. And you got to pay attention to the way Vegas moves the lines. I will say, though, after Sunday's football game. I'm, take, I'm taking out this. I'm, I'm plugging this into the computer. Oh, he's such a baby. He can't do it. I can't. I hate it. So you so soft. I don't know if you can still hear me, but um, the way I, after watching some of Sunday's football games, seeing the way it all shook, that, shook out, the Patriots' loss of the Colts means nothing now. Like, the Colts really needed that win. You look at the Patriots' loss and go, great, they're the two-seed still because the Ravens puked on themselves and the Titans still suck because Derrick Henry's not there. So you, the Chiefs won, yes. So you are the now two-seed, which realistically, you're probably the second-best team in the AFC anyway because the Chiefs are figuring it out. I, I would say so. Of, I'm not afraid of the Chiefs. I think they can beat them. But uh, I would say right now, the way everyone's playing, you're probably the second-best team anyway. No harm, no foul. You lose to the Colts. You play the Bills this weekend. You win this weekend, the division's yours, and then you finish with Jacksonville, Miami. And, and so here's a big problem. So let's, let's just talk about the game right here. So they obviously lose to the Colts. Final score, 
That last touchdown came on Jonathan Taylor. Make, I think it was a 68-yard touchdown run. Broke through the line, went for it, took off. The Patriots were in striking distance. Look, the fact that they were even in line to potentially make a stop because they had to make that stop on that drive specifically if they're gonna mm-hmm. if they were gonna contend to even tie the game or win the game. Mm-hmm. The fact that they were even in that position was a good sign. But Jared, man, I'm telling you, last week talking about this game, and you know it's not a hot take, obviously, but. You have to take away Jonathan Taylor in the run game, but we knew that the Patriots defense going into this game had a tough time against the run. They were yep. getting run all over. They got run all over against the, the Browns backup running backs. Mm-hmm. They got run all over against the Titans backup running backs. This run defense isn't good. The defense overall is good. The run defense is not good. And that does not bode well when you're going up against a potential MVP candidate. And we're going to talk about that later on. But when you're going up against the potential MVP candidate in Jonathan Taylor, it's not good. They had to take away the run. They had to make Carson Wentz throw the football. They didn't. And you saw what happened. They got beat by Jonathan Taylor. You looked at the first drive, too, when they forced the Colts three and out. The Colts threw it every time. Like They didn't hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor on their first drive. Patriots were three and out. They were good. And they got the ball. I will say this. For the first time this year, Mac Jones looked like a rookie. Now, am I saying he played horribly? No. He had a couple bad plays, his interceptions, right? I think overall, for the grand scheme of things, Mac Jones played well. Um, and I don't want to sit here and say Mac Jones is the reason why they lost this game, because he wasn't. Did he help? Absolutely not. But I will say this, and I'm kind of curious on your take on this, because, yeah, the run defense sucks, and we know that, and they're probably screwed. If, the, if Derrick Henry comes back and they have to play the Titans, they might be screwed. Um but the Boston media has been trying to give us the, well, Mac Jones needs to figure out how to get his team back in the game, you know, lead those drives. And if they're down in the third and fourth quarter, like, can he do it? Can we, can we put that to bed now? Because he did it. He did. He yeah. Them, he, he did it. He played from behind. He threw the ball a ton. He threw two touchdowns to Hunter Henry, uh, two really good drives when he needed it. Can we just put that to bed though? Like I'll, we, the, the sports radio around here has just been like, well, we haven't seen Mac Jones come from behind and, and win a game. It's like, okay, but he pretty much did without doing it. Like, he he led that drive. So he, they were in that game. Not his fault why they didn't have another chance. Not his fault why they lost that game. Yeah, no, he, he got them back into it for sure. But, I mean, you, you got to play better. The The only thing is, like, you, you got to keep them in it. Like, you can't just fall behind like that. They did, they did not look good offensively for the most part of that game, except near the end of the game when they started to pick up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of like the same thing that I think, if I remember right, when they were playing the Chargers, it was kind of the same thing, except they ended yep. up winning that football game. And they were in they were in striking distance, if not leading in that game the entire time. This game at halftime, it looked it, it looked over, it fell over, they looked flat. It's it's that run defense, man. That's going to scare me for the rest of the season. They don't have an answer. And we've seen that multiple times. The Titans yep. game, we were like, okay, great. De- Derrick Henry's out. That didn't matter. Really well, didn't okay. matter. You should have known that wasn't going to matter because you looked at the, the numbers per carry that the Titans backups were getting were pretty much aligned with what Derrick Henry was getting. They just all, whoever's in that backfield has the ability. I'm not saying Derrick Henry's not great, but their yards per carry as a group was as good as Derrick Henry's. Like it, there wasn't, there was a wash there. They were getting the same production from the running game as they were when Derrick Henry was back there. So that like wasn't even a valid argument, but like I look at the Patriots now and go, okay, but the big thing for me on Sunday is 
or I guess it was Saturday, that Jacoby Myers dropped. Like that, that for me, I knew the game was over as soon as that drops. Like they, he dropped that ball, which would have been a deep shot, first down, momentum on the Patriots side, and then the Colts come back and punt, block the punt, and yeah. it's like, oh crap, yeah, this game might already be over. And then it's fourteen nothing already. It's like, oh, this game's over because if Jacoby catches that ball, which was, by the way, a dime, like he put that ball only where Jacoby Myers could have caught it and he should have caught it. He catches that ball is a good shot. They keep that drive going there in the end zone the way they've been playing this year. That's 7-7. Seven, seven. That's a whole different ball game. That block punt doesn't happen. So, I don't want to blame Jacoby Myers by any means, but like that momentum shift right there just carried the fans, and the, it was a playoff atmosphere, and the Colts just took that and ran with it. Literally. Yeah, the, the momentum shift there was – you're right. It was – that was it. Like, that was a major part of that game that you blew. Again, like, it's, it's super – it's encouraging that – near the end of that game that you were in it as much as you were, and you were like in striking distance of potentially tying or winning that game. If you don't let Jonathan Taylor rip off a 68 yard run, you might get the ball back. Like, and if you get the ball back, what does Mac do with it? You're only down by three at that point. All you get is a field goal. They were so beat up on the front. They couldn't stop anything. Came to the point where it was fourth and one. You might as well just give the Colts the ball. And just Can say, I just say this going. Keep right going. now though? I know we all, love our Josh McDaniel slander. And I do. And I'm, it's kind of what this is, but like he overall has been fine lately, but can we just stop with like the third and short tosses to Brandon Bolden? Yeah, it, it does. It has to stop. It's like, like, they just, they just give up on it. They're one of the better running back groups in the league. They're so good at running between the tackles. You didn't you have Derek Henry you, though. You I don't mean, trust uh, Damian Harris, but you don't trust Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson to get, pick up a third and two. Well, he didn't look good. And you know, I think they gave him an opportunity to, if I'm not mistaken, he had one of those opportunities and he got stuffed. They were getting they were getting bullied. Okay, they but if Damian Harris if Damian Harris is playing, they give that ball to him and they keep letting him run. Probably. But yeah. Why we if that if you don't trust your running game to get it down the middle, you don't think a quick little shotgun pass for Mac Jones is a better option than a toss to the left to Brandon Bolden? Yeah. I mean that's how the Colts are better rush defense spread out. Like the Colts defense on the perimeters is really good. Just run a play action or run a quick shotgun. Like it's believe it's shocking to me that for all the Josh McDaniels praise that people try to give him, he's so bad in some really crucial spots when it comes to judgment of like these short yardage situations when you gotta have it. It's it's kind of crazy to me. I have a question. No. This is this is off that topic, but no, I I, I agree. And that's always been our biggest con, or our biggest complaint with Josh McDaniels. And in honestly, Twitter's biggest complaint with Josh McDaniels. And from what it sounds like what he said earlier in the season. His wife's biggest complaint with the way he calls plays. Happy wife, happy life, Josh. Stop with those sweeps to Brandon Bolden. It's it's almost like they're just they just give up on that uh, on that drive and just like whatever we're gonna punt the football. Which is nuts because it's third and two. Right, third and three. It's not like it's third and ten. Then fine, whatever. But like third and two, you should be able to trust Mac Jones or some like to just play action. Something you have. Hunter, you have one of the best tight ends in the league, and Hunter Henry catching the ball right now. Just give him the ball. Like I don't get it. Doesn't make sense. Oh. So the the Browns Raiders game is on right now because COVID moved this game to Monday night five o'clock. Which we're going to talk about COVID in a bit. Uh, Patriots Patriots Ooh. are now getting hit with COVID. Uh, good thing I'm not. Good thing I really didn't make the playoffs in my big money foot fantasy football league because I would be shitting myself right now with all of these people getting COVID. I'm playing Justin Fields this week because I had no choice. Um, and if I do happen to win this week, which is close, now Eckler might not play. And I have Eckler as one of my best players on that team. So even if I do win this week, I'm probably port next week. 
So whatever. You don't, you don't know, though, because your opponent could lose half his team. That's also true. It's wild what is happening right now with COVID in the league. But they're changing the protocols, apparently. And, and, I, and I might not have this right, but now if you're asymptomatic, you're vaccinated, vaccinated. you're fine. You don't need to get tested. You're Which, good. I'll be honest with you. At this point, I feel like that's kind of the way you have to go. I mean, COVID's not going anywhere. Like it's forever. it's not. It's it, it, if people are aren't dumb about it, like it's going to become a yearly booster shot. Like think like the flu shot, right? It's going to come something that think about. And you don't know this probably, but like as a parent, right? Your kids get shots every six six months at the beginning of their lives for all the vaccines or stuff that we've had over the time, like polio hey, and all that crap. I give my dog heartworm medicine once a month. Okay, not the same thing. But all, all the things that like <laughs> protect from those thing. those viruses from back in the day, right? When we were all like, yeah, I don't care what's in that vaccine, just give it to me, right? Like those are all. My kid got a polio shot when he was she was six, like six months. So hey, you never know, gonna, polio it's, it's could gonna, be it, making its ex- way back. It, it's going to become part of that routine, right? So it is what it is. Um, did you see mass today? Your, your mayor in Boston, your new mayor, uh, yeah. proof of vaccine cards to get into like bars and restaurants. Whoa. Yeah, people don't like that. Some people do. I'm a fan of it. I'm all yeah, for it. Yeah, some people do, but... Hate on me all you want. I don't live in your state, so it doesn't even affect me. But, like, I'm for it. Let's do it. New Hampshire? Yeah, I mean, I- I'm not going to give my opinion on it. I don't really... Honestly, I really don't even have an opinion on it. I don't really care. I'm vaccinated. And you can get in. <laughs> like, Here you yeah, go. I'm in. Let's do it. It doesn't... I'm going to get my booster next week or whatever, whenever I can. But... What was the uh, question you had for me? You had a question for me. The question? Oh, you, you probably lost it. No, I No, I got it. I got Listen, I got notes here, buddy. Uh, new microphone notes? Who are you? I'm a brand new guy. Woo. Yeah, I feel better with a microphone in front of my face. Uh, That's what she the said. The Patriots came out of a bye week. Why? And, and I get it was like this for like the first 15 years of the dynasty. But is it me or the past few years? Like there's this narrative that the Patriots are great coming out of the bye week. I are. feel like the past few years, that's just not even close to the case. Like they come out flat, maybe even the past five, six years. I feel yeah. like they come out flat of the bye week every time. And every year we have the same conversation after the Patriots bye. Well, they've got two weeks to prepare. They're great coming out of the bye. I don't, I don't think that's true. And like, if, if you've got stats to back up that they are great out of the bye in these past five years, six years, show me that. Cause I'm not going to look them up. <laughs> I don't no. care enough to look them Too up. Too lazy. Too lazy. But I, I don't just disagree. feel like they come out flat. I just I'm shocked that it's even a thing because Bill Belichick is I, I genuinely think he's the greatest coach of all time and he's touted for his preparation and the Patriots are always touted for their preparation and all these things. How do you get trounced like that after two weeks off? Like two week preparation time, all that stuff. Like how do you get trounced by a team that isn't as good as you? Like I I'll be honest, they looked better, but I don't believe the Colts are a better football team overall than the Patriots are. I don't either. They and, run and, and as Jonathan sec- Taylor runs. That second half of that game proves it to me. Like, when the Patriots figured it out and stopped making dumb mistakes, they were right back in that game and, and really had an opportunity to win it. Still, after all the crap they dealt with in that first half, the Colts are not a better... If you play the Colts again, which most likely would be at home too, by the way, if you do play them again, um, you're going to beat them. I genuinely believe that. But, like... For that night, how do you come off a bye and look so unprepared and so unready to go? The Colts jumped on them, Nick, right away and didn't look back. And it was like, did you just did you literally just go on vacation and not practice for two weeks? Like it looked bad. Well, that's what Mac Jones after the game, he talked about how they were how they were flat in practice. They were it was boring. They were uninspired. 
and it showed on the field. And Bill Belichick kind of echoed the same thing. They just didn't have a good week of practice. I and hope they're inspired now. They have to be. They have to be. But they, you know, a few of them talked about it, including Jamie Collins, I believe, said this. Like it, it was a smack in the mouth. Hope so, because you're playing that the was Bills. A smack this, in the playing, mouth. You're playing the Bills this week, and uh, now hey, you I mean, lose that game. I mean, I I thought they were going to go three and one for the rest of the season. Um, not shout out me again, but I did predict this loss. I think they went out for the rest of the season. I think the Bills' brains are scrambled. I don't think they're good anymore. I think they're done for the season. Who they just play this weekend? Who they play yesterday? Um, oh man, I forget because they uh, played some. They played. They won yesterday. And everyone's like. Oh my God, the Bills are back! And it's like, yeah, but I, yeah, it wasn't a good struggled. team. It wasn't. It was, and it me, wasn't even a good team. Who was it? I was watching. Was. I was watching the game. Uh, Panthers. Okay, you beat the Panthers. Listen, Cam Newton stinks, and Cam Newton stinks. <laughs> he stinks. And you're telling me, oh, well, the Bills are back. The Bills figured it out. No, they just played the Panthers. They played the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers you're, are you're, not a good football team. You two, your two losses were to real teams. The Patriots, the back-to-back weeks with the Patriots, and you lost to the Bucks, who also had their issues last night. But like. You can't tell me, oh, we beat the Panthers and Cam Newton. Ah, oh, we were back. No, you didn't beat Cam Newton from 2015. You beat Cam Newton from 2021. He's not good. No. You know what else was weird about Saturday's game was the mental mistakes. It was so bad. It How was many so penalties did they have? Penalties that they never take. Just stuff that isn't, even for this team, and this isn't even like a past 20 years unpatriot-like characteristics. Like, this dynasty, this this situation, this team right now does not take penalties like that. No, they did it at the start of the year, and they figured it out. And they fixed it, and it looked like the team from week three against the Saints, whenever that was. Like, that's what that team looked like for the three quarters of that game. I hope it was a smack in the mouth. I hope, you know, I hope they, they figure it out from here. I, I'm sure they will. I really do think they will. This is this is a really good football team. They just had a, they had a bad week. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect storm. They've got yeah, the can we best... not jump off the bandwagon? Like, can we no, not? No. <laughs> They're they, still good. The best running back in the league did what he does. He ran down your fucking throats. That's what he does. They have a great offensive line down there. Quentin mm-hmm. Nelson is legitimately potentially going to end up in the conversation as one of the best guards of all time. Yep. Like that's not even hyperbole. Like that, he is legitimately going to be in that conversation. I think he is that good at what he does. Uh, but I mean, overall. I think you do have the formula to beat them next time. I mean, look, Carson, like, okay, so look at this. Mac Jones threw for 45. He threw 45 times. Carson Wentz on the other side, 57 yards, 5 for 12, one touchdown, one interception. Carson Mac, Jones, Mac Jones, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one he threw to Hunt, the, 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 the one interception that was a dart to Hunter Henry. That's one of those rookie moves where I think if you're in college where the players are slower, I you think that's that probably a completion, probably and a completion. that's probably where that comes from. But mm-hmm. Mac is still obviously approaching this game. That was learning. his first interception in the red zone all season, by the way. Did you know that? I didn't know that, no. How nuts is that? I unfortunately like, had the volume off during that entire game. He, they didn't, that was his first red zone interception all season. Turnover, actually. Red zone turnover all season. And we've had this conversation before, too. We've had this conversation, like, Mac is going to have one of these rookie games. He's going to. Mm-hmm. And if that was your rookie game, great, you're in good shape. Phenomenal. Which it kind of felt Take like it was, it. to be honest. Yes, like it felt like he was rolling. I don't give him. I don't say the Saints was your rookie game because the whole team sucked that day earlier in the season. Um, this felt like a, a Mac Jones rookie game. If that's it, you're in great shape. If that's your rookie game, give it to him. 
Yeah. That is beautiful. 299 yards, 26 for 45. Unfortunately, his completion percentage dropped, which is sad. You know, I really, I was really enjoying how high his completion percentage was. That stat line is better than like some of these guys who have been in the league forever can even do. Like Carson Wentz went five for 12. Carson Wentz went five for 12. Now, I won't give too much crap to Carson Wentz because the clearly game plan, like the Bills game for the Patriots, was just run the damn ball. So, like, he stopped having to throw it. Especially after that first drive, they're like, nope, Carson, we're done here. Um, but, like, he's been good for the most part this year. So, I can't give him too much crap. You have the formula. It's run football. It's stop Jonathan Taylor. But, see, you know why that's Carson not Wentz successful? You, you probably win. Why? But you know why? It's, I mean, not for the Patriots, for the, for the Colts. Because look at the Titans. They've shown that they can't, you can't win football games like that in the playoffs. They tried to rely on Derrick Henry the last couple of years in the playoffs, and they just run out of gas. And then they don't have the quarterbacks to actually win those games. Because eventually yeah. you've got to throw the football to win a playoff game. Yeah, and, and they both have – look, they both have wide receivers that are can be arguably some of the best going. A.J. Brown, I would say for sure. Although he's had a down year, AJ Brown really beat up a lot of people's fantasy football teams. Well, he's and hurt uh, half the year, he's been hurt on COVID lists. He's been yeah. Hot but either, either way, when he's there, uh, he he hasn't even really been that great. And then, uh, dude, Michael Pittman Jr. is gonna be a guy. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, you know good. what? I I grabbed him off of waivers earlier this year, and I dropped his ass. Someone didn't draft him. Uh, you know, maybe I drafted him. Maybe I had him on my team at my team at one point. Idiot, but I dropped him. But why'd yeah, you, what I, I did. Why'd you drop him? I ended up going three and ten anyway. I was screwed. I wasn't winning shit. Did you, win the toilet, did you win the toilet bowl? Are you that guy? Uh, not yet, not yet. So we're doing this fourteen of the toilet bowl. It starts next week. Uh, next week I'm playing somebody, and then the week after it's kicker versus kicker. Loser loses. Loser loses the toilet bowl. Wait. So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So. You play somebody next week. So there's four people in the toilet bowl. Do the yep. losers of those games go kicker versus kicker? Right? Winners. No, losers. Yeah, losers. losers. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. if you win, you're good. If you lose, you're going kicker. Who's your kicker? Oh, get this. I'm solid. And I, I already know this. I've been hanging on to this guy. Is it Justin Tucker? Oh, no. Nick Folk. Oh, he's been so good. Yes, I'm fine. And then who are they playing in two weeks? They're playing the Jaguars. Uh, the Jags. So, ton of points. Maybe some drives that don't fine. get all the way to the I'm end zone. Fine. It's a great matchup for you. Okay. I think you're okay. Yeah. And I, I told you we're doing that, uh, the labor simulator. Yeah. The labor I, pain I really simulator. want Nick Bolt to have a crappy game that week just so you have to do it. Yeah. No, I, I don't. One guy in my league already said that he's accepted the fact that he's going to end up losing the toilet bowl. Who's so, his kicker? Who's his kicker? I don't know. Let me, let me check. Oh, man. Because I, because my team has been so bad this year and I've just got backups basically. Uh, my team has been so bad this year that I've just been like, I've kind of assumed I'm going to be in the toilet bowl, at least competing in it. Um, let me see. Uh, COVID's well, been wrong so week. bad. Huh? COVID's been so bad though. With everything. We're, we're, yeah. We're going to talk about COVID. We can, we can move on in a second to open the game. Cause there's really not much else to talk about. Uh, overall, like, are you worried? Are you concerned? About the Patriots themselves? No, no. Now if they lose to the bills, maybe, um, I mean, they're in the playoffs, right? Like, we're pretty convinced of that at this point. Like, there's no way this team really misses the playoffs at this point. Um, yeah, they're in the playoffs. I think they still win the AFC East. I think. But I think they, because I think they win this weekend. Like, I think they beat the Bills. Um, and at that point, you win the division, right? Oh. 
potential kicker versus kicker matchup. This is a good one. Me, Nick Falk. Just assuming I lose this week because it's just I've I've lost. Nick's going to. Yep. Yeah, I've lost. The only team I've beaten, I've I'm, I went through. I finished the season three and ten. I beat the first place team twice. Because <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he texted me after he was like, you're the only asshole who's beat me twice this year. I was like, yeah, dude, <laughs> my team is electric backup running backs, backup receivers. They get right. They, get, they play at the right time. They get up for the right games. Uh, my guy, Nick Falk, potentially up against Harrison Butker. Oh, that's a good matchup. That's a great kicker versus kicker matchup. I like the toilet bowl kicker versus kicker thing. That's kind of fun. Yeah. We decided that like midway through the season this year and I, I'm all for it. Are you I've still already... setting a lineup and then just look at the kicker points? Like, Oh, no. You're benching everybody except your kicker. Oh, you literally bench everybody else? Yes. Yep. Oh. It's going to be electric. Kicker versus kicker. The best idea. This is our big money league. This is this is the best idea we've, we've ever had. In this. Kicker, kicker versus kickers for the toilet bowl is kind of a good time. That's great. Oh, All man. right. We're going to move on, and we're going to talk about the MVP because the MVP conversation has gotten extremely interesting after this weekend. But, Jared, before we do that, we're going to talk about our friends over at Manscaped. Guys, the best in the men's grooming game. It's holiday season, and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition, which I still don't know what that is. Manscaped is a leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. Get 20% off with free shipping using the code couchguy 20 at manscaped.com. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice. Tis the season to perform. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you will find the Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Now, these are our picks for Manscaped Surefire Wind Stocking Stuffers. Number one, the Manscaped 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner that just launched killed two birds with one stone. Number two, the Manscaped cologne-infused body wash. Number three, the Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit. Number four, the Crop Mops ball wipes for your stanky balls. And number five, Manscaped signature cologne. Now listen, environmentally friendly. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So you know their products are legit. Make sure that you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code COUCHGUY20. Now, I'll be honest, if you ordered today, I don't think they will be in by Christmas, but they'll be in quick and soon. Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Listen up. Get 20% off with free shipping using the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. All right, MVP. Really, I think it's come down to three guys. I saw – so Patrick Mahomes has better odds than Jonathan Taylor, which I think is dumb. That's a name thing. Yeah, it's, I, that's dumb. I'm not even considering Patrick Mahomes. If, if, if Patrick Mahomes won this year, that's just the dumbest shit I've ever seen in the league. Um, but basically, it's come down to who's been the favorite, Tom Brady. 
Aaron Rodgers to repeat. And I think Jonathan Taylor is, has really put himself in that conversation. Who would you choose? It won't I know be running jo- backs, running it, backs, it, it, they don't win. It won't be Jonathan Taylor because it's literally Jonathan Taylor versus two of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. Um, it's going to be Brady unless he falls on his face another week. See, after last night's game, I think Brady might have fallen on his face. I mean, if 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 people don't, if people give him a week to do that, like I think right now. If you look at last night and what happened, I would say Aaron Rodgers might be leading. I, I, I think Aaron Rodgers has been playing out of his mind, mind all year. And he and dude, was, he those balls he throws, man. Oh yeah, my God. I, I think I think Rodgers right now should be considered the favorite after what happened yesterday, but I still wouldn't be shocked if Brady plays out of his mind the next three weeks and wins. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I think right now, it's probably Rodgers. So Here's my argument for Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor should actually have a legitimate argument for this because, you know, a lot of people, you've seen some people talk about the the running back MVP conversation. And some people talked about Derrick Henry last year because Derrick Henry was in that conversation. Derrick Henry last year, 1,619 yards with 15 touchdowns. That tweet too. Is it it because I liked it? No, I saw it. it. Is my name above it? Uh, No. Is that why it's on your feet? No. No. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 1,854 yards with 19 touchdowns in the season's not over. And here's my thing about the MVP conversation. I think that if your team is a legitimate playoff team, at least in the NFL, I think baseball is totally different because then Mike Trout would never be in the conversation, even though he might be the greatest baseball player to ever live. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that he stuck with the Angels. Uh, he signed a 12-year contract. I think yeah, that's, that's him on him. I, it disappoints me. I don't think the guy cares about winning. I'm not going to say somebody else who I think might have the same thought process, but hey, that's fine. Uh, the The conversation I think really should revolve around playoff teams, teams that are hot, teams that are playing really well, teams that you could consider contenders, maybe fringe. But I think it should come down to if you remove this guy from the conversation, does it drastically change your team? Obviously, you take Tom Brady away from the Bucks. They stink, probably. They're probably not very good. Maybe middle of There was a giant-ass fly in this room. Hmm. I can hear him. I didn't know flies were still out. Oh, my God. I hope this is a fly. This thing sounds huge. Um, I mean, obviously, if you take Tom Brady out of the conversation, the Bucks they probably stink. Or at least they're middle of the road. You take Aaron Rodgers out of the Packers. We saw what happened. You put Jordan Love in there. They were not that. They weren't. They weren't good. That offense was totally different. Mm-hmm. You remove Jonathan Taylor from the Colts, Jared, and they probably are not that good. They probably have like three wins. You kidding me? How many games he's won for them this year? It's insane. That's what I mean. I think. I think if you remove Jonathan Taylor from the Colts, they're a totally different team. They go as Jonathan Taylor goes, and because of that, because of how good he is. Because we had the conversation last year, that was legit. Derrick Henry could be MVP. And Jonathan Taylor, even with two games left, if you want to just say, if you want to make the 17-game argument, even with two games left, he still is leading him by two, over 200 yards and four touchdowns. You got to imagine. Two games left. Yeah, right. You, you got to imagine he's going to get at least 200 more yards tacked onto that. So he's probably going to cross the 2,000-yard mark. And maybe... 
I'd say two to three more touchdowns, maybe more. You don't know. He put up five against the Bills. Jonathan Taylor has a legitimate argument for this. But see, I think he, Taylor, I'm mean, not Taylor. I think Henry did last year too. And you looked at that team, it could have had the same exact argument. It was, well, what, what, take away Derrick Henry and what do they look like? Right, because you're you're, Jonathan you're, Taylor's numbers are better. Yeah, but you're seeing it this year. It's the same thing. If it was, mo- if it was actually the most valuable player, yeah, he might have a shot. But the way this league votes, you have Brady versus Rodgers. That's all they're talking about for the MVP race. And that's all it's going to be. Like the running back is a very hard position enough as it is. that It's very hard for them to win MVPs. He's not going to do it. If he does it, Nick, I'd be shocked because they, they just don't vote running backs in MVP as MVPs, even though they probably deserve it. If he crosses the 2000 yard mark, still won't get it. And hits 22 touchdowns. I think he should have a legitimate argument. I think he will have a legitimate argument. And I'm at the point now where I'd even consider sprinkling a little bit of money on him. Go ahead. What I see at a plus 1400. I'd consider it. I'd think about it. You should, you're going to lose some money there, big guy. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at I'm going to take a look at the odds afterwards and, uh, or, or, or what I would win with a considerable, considerable amount of money. Obviously bet a hundred, get 1400, but I, I think, Ready? let's see here. Where's my MVP offensive player of the year. Now you want MVP. What did he feel? Jonathan Taylor is the favorite for offensive player of the year. Okay, so that's so. How can you win offensive player of the year and not be the MVP? I don't know. Why is, or is that is AFC? He... Is that probably AFC offensive player of the year? Uh, no. Do they have that, or is it just whole no, league? It's, it's whole league. Why is the MVP not in the award section? That's dumb. Is it not up there? That's different. That's weird. They don't have the MVP in there right now? I don't see it. Under the awards section. Interesting. They've got Unless Coach of the Year. Weekly special. Awards. I'm in awards, and it's not there. Coach of the Year is there. Yeah. Whatever. All I'm saying is... Belichick's the favorite to win Coach of the Year. He's not going to win Coach of the Year. He should. They're he not going to give We talked about that a few weeks ago. I know, but they're not going to give it to him. He should. He should win it every year if you're going to give it to him. Yeah, but that's like the LeBron James conversation, although not anymore. Not anymore. No, Steph Curry, you could have that every year. Steph Curry, you now can do it. But yeah, COVID's running the league. It's um it's bad. Now Kendrick Bourne is, is probably not gonna play on Sunday against the Bills. Kendrick Bourne and it's uh, born to kill Harry, baby. Let's do it. See that catch? <sighs> Woo! Yeah, he's a great just, run just blocker. Don't, just don't let honest. him just don't let him return punts and I'm happy. Like, just just stop that, and we'll be good. He's I not going to get I mean, a lot I, of balls. I want so a like, lot more. I want a lot more out of my first-round wide receiver. I do. No, I need, a, I need a lot more out of John Smith. I don't care about Nikhil anymore. Like, I think I think after I think after what we saw, just thinking about, like, will the NFL shut down the season? Do you think so? No. I don't point. either. They just changed the rules so they don't have to. Right. They, they right. literally just changed the rules. They all got together in a room and said, guys, what can we do to stop this from having to stop the season? Let's stop testing on. Let's stop testing vaccinated players to look like they're not sick. We'll just hide it. That's basically what they're doing. They're hiding positive tests. I'm surprised they weren't doing that before. Yeah, um, I don't think they expected cases to be this bad again to not have to do that. But the fact that they didn't do it before means they had to publicly come out and announce they're doing it now. 
which means they're announcing. They're literally announcing these. The press releases basically said overhaul of protocols. They weren't like a we're ramping testing and make sure people are quarantined. It's none of that. It's a uh, we're gonna stop testing people who don't look like they're sick. Yeah, if you're if as you're long as you're vaccinated. Well, especially because right now, like if you keep on testing, I just saw 47 additional players were added to the COVID protocols today. 47. Absolutely nuts. I might just go. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. It's a lot. And it's not just the NFL. It's everybody. It's all the leaks. It's, it's the country right now. Um, but they're the ones obviously in the spotlight. So, look, whatever. My fantasy playoffs are probably already screwed. At this point, I'm just hoping the Patriots can stay off of it for the most part. If you lose Mac Jones to COVID, you're screwed. But I don't think that kid has a life, so you're good. Listen, it, 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 seems like, it seems like once the snowball starts going, it just rolls, and it just gets bigger and bigger. If you lose, if you lose Mac Jones, who, you got Brian Hoyer playing, that's good. Let's have fun with that. Brian Jared, Hoyer versus Jared's, the Bills? Uh, Jarrett Stidham, Stidham versus the Bills? Let's do it. Imagine how upset Bills fans would be if Brian Hoyer beat him. <laughs> oh, kind of want that, though. No, I don't. That's a lie. <laughs> Oh, I, honestly, not going to lie, the way the Patriots have played, they might be able to beat the Bills with Mac jo- with uh, Brian Hoyer. They just beat him with three throws from Mac Jones. They might. They might. And they, it could would be the Bill- they could probably awesome. beat the Bills with Brian Hoyer. It would be awesome. Great. Be great. <sighs> All right. We got anything else? No. Jake Paul knocked out Tyron Woodley. I don't care. Oh, good dude. Did you see the knockout? I did see the punch. It's pretty legit. He was lights out. <laughs> That right hook is pretty nice. I'm telling you, I know he hasn't fought an actual boxer, but Jake Paul can, he can throw hands. And, in in you know, these people obviously fight, these people obviously fight real boxers. But when you see these boxers, especially the ones that like, the, the names that are just starting to up and come, and, and they have like 20 wins, they're like 20 and 0. Yep. A lot of the times, like they're facing guys who aren't good. No. Like they're just building up the numbers. So, mm-hmm. I want to point that out to people. I'm interested to see where Jake Paul goes with this. He I'm can very, go somewhere with this now. I'm very Good. interested. I was excited to see the Tommy Fury fight because obviously he's, you know, Tyson Fury's half-brother. I was excited for that. I don't even really know what happened, why he pulled out of the fight. It was an injury, wasn't it? I would assume. I It was, it was an injury. Like, I legit think he just couldn't fight. And that's that's unfortunate. I would like to see that fight happen. So I, I want to see. I want to. I'm interested. I want to see what Jake Paul can do against a real boxer. One of these days, he'll have to do it. He'll get paid a lot to do it too, because th- those fights will be worth more, right? Like, so we start putting real boxers into the mix. Well, so that's the you, thing. Everybody you make more, keeps right? Jake Paul. Just, people keep fucking with Jake Paul, saying like, "Hey, like fight a real boxer." Why? When he's making millions of dollars knocking these people out. When yeah. he, Tyron Woodley, for people who don't know, is a legend in UFC circles. Yeah. Legend. He's not this schmuck who, you know, no offense to Ben Askren, went undefeated for a long time, famous for his knee to the face from Jorge Masvidal. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Askren, not a striker. He's a wrestler. Tyron Woodley, striker. Legendary fighter in the UFC. Obviously not a true boxer, but he was a striker in the UFC. So I'm interested to see him against a real boxer. Um, I, I, I want to see this happen, but yeah, I mean, make fun of Jake Paul. All you want no point, man. Just Give him shit. The money. He's making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, knocking these people out and then getting the internet to talk about it for days afterwards. Mm-hmm. Couch guys, sports podcast, episode 237, the Nick Qualia microphone redemption episode. And, Pat myself on the back for calling that Colts win 
on Saturday night. We're moving on. We're not talking about the Colts game anymore. Nick Qualia, Jarvis Scally, we're moving on to the Bills next week, guys. The Couch Guy Sports Podcast presented by our friends over at manscaped.com. Use promo code CouchGuy20 at manscaped.com. Shock Energy, CGSN. Shock Energy, CGSN for 10% off, guys. We're going to talk to you next week. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Oh, wait, shit.